Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your hosts, Jessica McIntyre and Quinton Cools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the final episode in our third season of the Team Packed Podcast. Sadness, this season is coming to an end. Um, oh. <laughs> but hey, we've got we've got this last episode, and who knows what we'll see in the future here for the Team Packed Podcast. But if more and better, and bigger yes. and better than ever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Quinn's like new co-host. Well, no. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, no. <laughs> I'm being fired right no, now. No, uh, I do want to. I do want to uh, put in a shout out though. Um, you, if you've been listening to some of these episodes, um, you've probably heard a significant upgrade in the quality of our production. Yes, and that's actually because of a Team Pact donor. So somebody um, chose to donate to Team Pact. Um, and specifically wanted to help us improve our podcast equipment. And so did some research, found some really great stuff. And so I hope that it's been buttery smooth for all you listeners. And, uh, and, uh, if you have any feedback about that, feel free to uh, pass it along. And, um, as always, we welcome donations at teenpack.com slash give (laughs) for more buttery experiences. (laughs) That reminds me of the video. Did you ever see that, uh, of the commercial they were filming? It's like, this old couple is trying to say buttery flaky crust or something. No. And the man just keeps messing it up. It's oh, interesting. Man. No. It's so funny. Okay. It's for like some old ad about biscuits or something. Okay. Like, no, when you, when buttery you, flaky crust and he's like the buttery flaky, or maybe it's the woman who said, it's so funny. I actually used it in the political communications workshop. Oh my gosh. And the video. It's so funny. Cause they, that couple is from Maine. Okay. Uh, which probably I shouldn't have. No, <laughs> the, uh, the, the butter commercial concept made me think of, uh, have you ever seen the movie Kate and Leopold? No. So, um, it's fantastic. It's, it's <laughs> so, so good. Um, so it's like Meg Ryan and, um, uh, Hugh Jackman, and there it's you know it's an incredible story anyways there's one scene where Hugh Jackman is having to sell I think it's like a margarine or something and he has to take a bite of it in the commercial and he thinks Uh, it's terrible because it doesn't actually taste like butter and uh and so they have a whole uh squabble about that but anyways (laughs) I might have to go back and watch Kate Leopold with Kelsey speaking of butter I put butter in my oatmeal Quinn Oh, uh, yeah. Quinn and I, we are energized. We are ready for this episode because we just <laughs> had oatmeal. Uh, we've decided to form a club. And I just got to say a public apology to Caleb Jennings. Um, yes, I know you and I had first started that oatmeal club yesterday. Uh, so it was well established, longstanding and what have you. But but Quinn has joined as well, and you're not being kicked out. I promise. Um, so come come back uh, from Kansas, and we'll all be in the club together. Uh, anyone else who wants to come and join the Oatmeal Club, there is a vetting process. Um, but still, <laughs> feel free to text me, uh, and and we'll see about getting you in that club. Um, but I'm ready to go. We are talking about the last day of theme, last day's theme of National Convention 2021, and that is Hallelujah. Hold fast, and this this whole series has been about becoming what it looks like um, to live is Christ, and and what that looks like in our day to day lives. So, 
Um, the topic today is hallelujah, hold fast. And how does becoming like Jesus change what we long for? So it's very big picture. Um, Forward really, looking. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thinking about life with eternity in mind. Um, and Quinn, you actually spoke on this topic at national convention. Yeah. So do you want to provide a little bit um, of your thoughts there and some foundational points that we can jump off of for this this episode? Sure, yeah. Well, I thought it was a, a, a fun time uh, when we were putting together the the daily themes. Um, you know, you're always looking for something, you know, anchronistic where you can have, you know, multiple letters in a row that are, you know, of the same. So we had, you know, uh, day one was, you know, how do, I, how do I love the Lord with all my heart? And then it was head and then it was... Heart. Um, and then it was hands. And then um, then we got to hope. And then the last day I was working with uh, Clara uh, Costello, uh, now Sylvester. And um, and she, you know, she put in two words here and it was hallelujah, hold fast. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, two more H words. That's perfect. But that but the thing that um, that the reason why we kept two instead of just having one of those phrases was because the last two years from national convention in 2019 and 2020 were actually based on these kinds of themes. So in, in 2019 was our hallelujah year. I'm even repping the shirt here. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. And, uh, and so that was kind of a big celebration of our, of our 25th uh, anniversary as, as team pack leadership schools. And then the following year in 2020, during the pandemic, we, we had, um, uh, you know, a short uh, NatCon webinar of sorts. And, um, and that was a theme on press on holding fast to the word of God. And so um, the idea of hallelujah, hold fast was a really good way of connecting what teen pactors have been learning um, the last couple years, um, you know, as they've come through the state class and through national convention, and then really trying to kind of conclude our, our time together um, and kind of send them off, whether they're heading off into, you know, post high school years or whether they're going to continue in Teen Pact as a young person. So um, for those of you guys that have not participated in National Convention this year or at all recently, um, that is totally okay. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of bring you up to speed with some of the stuff that I, I addressed. Um, but I, I just spent some time in Philippians 3 um, that morning with the students. And, and Philippians 3 addresses kind of, I think, three major questions. Who are you following? Um, how are you going to get where you're going? And what are you holding on to? And so as we kind of discussed that, we actually, um, you know, identified, you know, these different places of, okay, who we're following like Paul describes how you need to imitate me as I imitate Christ, like follow me. Like I, I can be your guide to the extent that Christ is my guide. Like follow me, follow the example of people like me. And so the encouragement to a lot of young people out there and the encouragement to all of our listeners is consider who you're following. Like the people that you're around today, the people that you're around on a week to week basis today, it's affecting who you're going to become in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years. Um, Quinn, you say following you, you mean like who I'm following on Instagram, oh, who I'm following you know. in real life, <laughs> you know, for all those. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Out there right. No, following people. I, I get it. Stop I get it. it. No. Uh, so following, I mean, I suppose social media would be part of that, you know, who, who you're looking to as an example. And honestly, social media to your point is actually a good example of this because 
there's so many people on on social media that that put up this particular persona. They they look just the part. The lighting is just so. Their life just seems so put together. They're always with their friends, hanging out, having a great time. Life is so good. I mean, even their even their pictures or videos of of Bible study time are just like perfectly crafted, and it's you know it's like. You know, you've got your natural wood table and yes. you've got your, you your know, Bible is open your to coffee. just the right Oh, yeah, exactly. So, coffee is great. You know, those, like hashtag blessed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're following people like that and you're saying that's the example that's set before me, that's who I want to become like, um, then you're going to become more like that person the more you spend time with them, following them, listening to them and so forth. But is that who you ought to become? Are they imitating Christ or are is there kind of a, a self-serving vainglory there? And so, on, you know, on social media, there's probably a lot of vainglory, right? Um, but but no, following people, it extends to, um, you know, who you listen to, you know, podcasts and sermons and what kind of church that you've uh, that you're you're a member of and and and, you know, any books that you read and, and the kinds of friends that you pursue ultimately all of those things are affecting who you are becoming. And so pay attention to that. Look at that. See who you're becoming. The second part was um, how will, how will we get where you're going? And, and, and if we're headed toward heaven and if there's a, there's a, there's a final redemptive restorative plan that God has for us and we're on this journey of life, how are we actually going to get there? This is a question that um, our coworker, Serena Deloglos and I have had, you know, we, we talk about this, gosh, I'd say every six months. Um, we've been in ministry together for about 10 years. And, you know, there will be a big topic in the news. Um, it'll be, you know, a ministry that falls or, a, or a, you know, a, 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 a you know, big time leader, you know, who has a moral failing or, or different things like that. And we ask each other, how are we going to get to the end and have run this race faithfully? Like, how are we going to endure? How are we going to press on? How are we going to make it when so many other people don't make it? Um, and I think that's not just a question for people in full-time ministry. That's for all of us as believers. Like, how do you get through life without, you know, a major, you know, not, 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 not avoiding a major, you know, crisis, but how do you, how do you avoid, um, you know, a, a moral crisis, I should hope. And how, and how do you avoid, um, you know, your family falling apart or how do you avoid, uh, you know, it's like, what, what is the goal and how do you actually get there? And, and so I think there's not like a single answer. I think there's a lot of things like you need, you need the word of God present in your life continually. You need a community of people in a local church who are invested in you. Um, you need to receive these gifts of grace that God gives you in all these different areas. And, and ultimately, though, the responsibility is on us to press on. And that's what Paul says right there in the middle of Philippians 3 is, it's not that I've already obtained this. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I don't consider that I've obtained it, but I press on toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I think there's a real sense in which we, we have to be motivated. We have to be... Um, we have to uh, we have to put in the effort. We have to partner with God in the race of life, mm-hmm. um, and we have to walk with Him through it. Yeah, there, and that almost reminds me of when we were talking about spiritual disciplines in the last uh, season of this podcast, and that steadfastness and that that holding on and that discipline in running that race well. So that you know, how do you get there? I, I have two thoughts. One is 
um, you're right. There's a lot of people out there where you see and it's like, ah, oh, they fall and they come crumbling down. And, and part of that speaks to our perception of them. And, you know, are we placing people on too high a, a pedestal? That's that's a different conversation. But but what are we putting our hope in and our trust in? Is it the person or the person they are following? Mm-hmm. Is it Christ? Um, and so how do you how do you deal with fear in that is, is one thought I have. Um, so maybe maybe we'll just go with that. Um, how do how do you keep going? Because yeah, you're in mm-hmm. ministry. I, I mean, I'm currently working here in ministry and involved in church and, and things like that. And you see people um, falling away. Yeah. Falling away from the faith or having a major moral failing. Yeah. And or, it's not that yeah. there isn't redemption or forgiveness and people find that and seek that. Um, and the Lord gives that, but, but there does seem to be like this, there could be a, a, propensity to fear yeah. like oh no is that going to happen to me yeah yeah and that's a I think it's a legitimate fear in the sense that people do feel that young people do feel that and question that and even some not so young people yeah. even question that it, it's hard for us to verbalize it because you almost don't want to give it airtime mm-hmm. um, but similar to some of the conversation we had in a previous episode about um, lament and how God welcomes those those questions and the wrestling. Um, I think the same thing is true here. I think that um, in the in one way, I think that there needs to be a uh, a, a consideration, a thoughtfulness, a a a sadness even that's felt uh, when somebody has something like that happens, where you have an older sibling that's no longer walking with Jesus. Uh, when you have uh, a friend who maybe even led you to Christ, who you don't even know if they read their Bible anymore. You know, it's like these sorts of things happen. And so I think there should be a sadness in um, in recognizing that, hey, there are things changing in these people's lives and and continuing to pray for them. If you haven't prayed for them, I think that's a great start is, you know, that praying for these individuals who experience these struggles of life and faith and crisis of faith, like those sorts of things are things that only God can meet them in. Like God, God needs to break through in their life in a really powerful way. And it's not something that you're going to be able to convince them of otherwise. And so if you haven't even started praying for them, that's, that's honestly where I'd start. Um, I would start with um, a concern and a care for them through prayer, offering your presence, offering your ear, you know, talking through things as appropriate as they're, you know, interested in hearing your perspective and and ultimately just being a compassionate friend. I think that's that's the starting point. But then when you address kind of the the core of the question, you know, what about me? Could it happen to me and and how do I avoid that and that yeah. sort of thing? I think that um there are actually a lot of passages in scripture that identify our responsibility as believers to endure, to press on, to continue to fight the good fight, run the race, all those kind of things. Um, Paul continually uses, you know, race and, um, and endurance training and um, kind of sporting like Olympic type stuff where he's like, you got to train your body. You got to run the race. Well, you got to run with endurance. Like he keeps using, um, kind of sports and activity as, as kind of this is the race of life that you're running. And there's a responsibility that we have to do that. I think there's actually specific places I've studied in the New Testament. Um, they're called the warning passages where there's like a handful of passages where it's like, 
about falling away from the faith. And there's significant teaching in those passages that warn us as to how to not fall away. So you read um, 1 John would be a really good um, passage if somebody wants to go and read the book of 1 John. It's real short, but it continually talks about this topic and addresses how you know, part of staying uh, grounded in Christ is a part of you actually listening to the word and responding to it. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not like we should get stuck in the, is it possible to fall away? Was I actually a Christian? Was this person actually saved? It's like, no, no, you need to ask yourself, am I following Jesus today? And I actually addressed this in the talk that I gave at National Convention. I um, uh, my pastor had recently uh, shared with me that, you know, there's kind of three senses in scripture about um, about God's salvation for us. There's a past sense in which we, we were saved, we've been saved. There's a present tense in which we are being saved. And there's a future tense in which we will be saved. And each one of those work together. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ came, died for us. We've been saved. We are being saved. We are on the path of being saved, of being delivered home. And there's a sense in which one day we will be home. Like the, the final salvation, the final victory, the final, you know, uh, relation uh, or um, uh, uh, unity with Christ that, you know, we'll be with him. We'll see him. The veil will be removed. We will be face to face. There's a final salvation. And, and here's the thing. We typically emphasize past salvation. We typically ask, you know, well, was there a time when you prayed a prayer? And we don't emphasize enough this present salvation that we are still being saved, continually being saved. God is carrying us home and we have a participation in responding to God's word. God is speaking to us. God is calling us. God is showing us how we get there. But when we turn our ears away from him, it's no wonder that we quote unquote fall away from the faith. It's because we were not actually responding in faith. Like responding in faith is listening to God, believing God and obeying God. That's faith. And if you're not doing those things, then you can't say you have faith. Yes. You fell away from something, You, but, but the, it wasn't faith if you're not doing those things. So you need to listen to God and you need to believe God. And you need to obey God. Mm-hmm. It's like what my mom would tell me when we were younger. Like, yeah, you can do the thing that I told you to do, that I've set before you to do. But if you don't do it willingly with a joyful heart and all the things and a good attitude, and uh-huh. you're being a butt about it. Like, <laughs> hey, we were not allowed to say the word butt in my house. So I don't know what your mom was saying. Yeah, no, but... I promise my mom didn't say that. But I'm uh, <laughs> putting some of my own language to it. But um Right, but there is a holistic sense to obedience, just as there's a holistic, like you need those elements in order for that to be, that is faith. Like that is what it is. Um, That's really interesting. I've never heard it put in quite that way of the past, present, future. Um, Well, and it totally shapes um, like this theme, you know, asking the question, how does becoming like Jesus change what we long for? We are longing for that final salvation. Mm. We are longing for the restoration of all that is good and right and true and beautiful. We want the full redemption of our bodies and of the world. Like we, that's what we're longing for. 
And so it dramatically changes everything for us, right? So um, I had a, a teacher in middle school. Um, we did a co-op with several families, and I had a teacher um, named Ginny Winslow. And Mrs. Winslow once asked a question. I don't even remember what class it was. Knowing Mrs. Winslow, who loves the Lord with all her heart, it may have been a science class for all I know, but she was able to somehow get this in there. But she asked us a question about when were you saved? And so let me ask you, J-Mac, when were you saved? I feel like I'm being trapped now. <laughs> I know. I know. It's kind okay. of a trick question. Okay. It does feel like a trick question. Did, so you, did you have it, a point that you prayed a prayer, for example? Yes. Okay. Yes. There was that. When I was probably four or five years old, um, in the church we were at at the time, there was this that's young pastor. Yeah. Well, so for context, I've grown up in in the church okay. more or less. My family, my parents have been saved um, pretty much their whole lives. My dad really kind of grew in his faith as he was older. Gotcha. Um, but my mom, her parents, they they actually grew up in the Catholic Church. Um, okay. Came out of that when she was around 12 years old and so had been with this particular church um, since then. So my mom's grown up in that church, parents been there forever um, and were really prominent in that church. And so church and ministry and my grandparents started like the largest nonprofit ministry in New England and like outreach. And so those have all been things that are just woven into life. And that's gotcha. <laughs> not by my doing, but how, how the Lord set it up to be. And that's really cool. Um, I know that's not everyone's story, but for yeah. a lot of people, it is like yeah. the context of you, you grew up with this more or less. Um, and so for you, it was like four or five years old. Yeah. Four or okay. five years old. I remember specifically yeah. praying a prayer. So, <laughs> so <say> that. <laughs> That was my my same thought. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I prayed a prayer when I was uh, a little before I was seven years old. And I remember, you know, I was literally in the back of my mom's minivan and I asked her what it meant to to follow Jesus or ask Jesus into my heart, which is not a biblical phrase. But um, <laughs> and uh, and she actually led me to the Lord in that moment, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, what Mrs. Winslow, my my middle school teacher, was was um, helping us understand though, she was like, all right, so yes, there's a sense in which you were saved at that point of conversion when you were, you know, just a young child perhaps. But there's also a sense in which you were actually saved 2000 years ago mm. when Jesus died on the cross. And I was like, oh yeah, that's amazing. Sense. And she's like, there's even a greater sense in which you were saved before the beginning of time when in God's mind, he chose to put his affection on you and to save you. And I was just like, as a That's mind blowing. Yeah. Like before before even sin entered the world, yes. before you needed to be saved. Yes. Wow. And he thought of me, he thought of you, and he chose to set his affection on us. Like that's amazing. And so like when I think about past salvation, this present pressing on, this holding fast to something that we might endure, that we might long for that final salvation. It really, it's led by all this other stuff we've been talking about um, over the past couple of weeks on the podcast. It's how do I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, strength, mind? Um, how does it affect my hope? Like all these things that we've been addressing, it's, it's pointing us toward that final glory of being with Jesus, being with the one of whom we're becoming more like. And, you know, when I think about that 
it actually gives us a boldness. Um, Second Corinthians chapter three describes how Moses had a had to veil his face when coming off of the mountain talking to God, mm-hmm. and that was like a part of kind of the 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 Israelite story. You know that that story remained with them. You know over the decades and centuries. Um, and so then Paul pulls on that and he says, wait a second, you know how Moses had to wear a veil? Well, guess what? There's no veil when we're going to see Jesus face to face. And like, that's the final glory that we're looking ahead to. And so like when we ask this question, how does becoming like Jesus change what we long for? I think it changes everything mm. about what we long for. Like you, you could ask yourself, you know, what, what do you long for right now? What, what, you know, what things are, are you looking for and what, what things are you after and what do you desire in your life? Um, you know, I'm thinking of a, a particular evening session. Um, so let me ask you, um, do you have a favorite teen packed evening session from over the years, a class director favorite. or a, Ooh. well, good heavens. This is, this is a big question. Um, I've seen a lot of class directors in a lot of sessions. That's okay. That's all right. Um, I think, I mean, I always really loved Bill Jack's sessions and worldview yeah, and, and, totally. and things like that. I think the most impactful session, I can't remember if this was an evening session or a NatCon session okay. from way back in the day, like 2015, um, but it was Tommy Carrington. Mm. And I don't remember a ton from that message, but I remember one particular phrase, and it's actually the whole reason I ended up applying for staff. And really? Like ended up, wow. Like, That's amazing. Okay. And stuff. But he said he was talking about God's will for your life and kind of discerning that. And he said, he broke it down all the way down to just this one simple phrase, do the next right thing. Mm. Like, Do the next thing. That sounds like a Frozen 2 song. But, um, <laughs> that was before Frozen 2. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did show a Lion King clip actually in that session. So, it's perfect. Which I was confused by because need, I wasn't allowed to watch We Disney. need to connect Dr. Tommy with uh, with uh, Disney Pixar and oh, uh, all, those, all those. Or, uh, yeah. Quick voiceover for something. I love it. It would be amazing. So it's but. fascinating. We, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but that you the session you were drawn to was one about discovering God's call in your life. Mm-hmm. So the the session that I, that came to mind for me was um, it was the very first staff training event that Team Pack did. Previously, there had been like this SEALs program where like some people were invited to be trained and other people were just like brought to the state class and as local staff or whatever. Um, but then they changed all of that back in 2010 and they started what is now staff training. It's been great annual event. And um, I had the opportunity to staff that year. And so I was at this event and um, the uh, the one of the, I think, assistant director of, of staff development at the time was Aaron Watson. And Aaron um, gave a session about kind of his testimony, his own story of, of surrendering certain things in his life to the Lord. And one of the phrases that he brought up was this Latin phrase, and I might say it incorrectly, so forgive me, mm-hmm. um, but it was desertio domini. And it was this idea of, I long to be with my Savior, or I desire to be with my Lord. And he kind of described how you need to trade out the desires, the longings, the things that you want, you know, 
right here, right now that are living for this life? And how do you actually live for eternity? How do you, how do you have the, the end in view and how do you, um, you know, how are you motivated not just to, you know, be free of, um, you know, pain, but that we would actually be with Christ. And he, he actually, you know, had this thought study for us for a moment. And he was like, all right, what if you could get to heaven and there'd be no more sin, no more shame, no more, you know, all the, all these terrible things are taken away. You know, your friends are there, your family's there, you know, it's, it's just awesome. But Jesus is not there. Would you be happy? Would you, would, would, would that be what you wanted? Is that heaven for you? And, and he was able to just locate, no, 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 no. If we're wanting heaven just because we're trying to get out of jail free card, if we're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get out of some suffering or, or this or that, he's like, no, we want to long to be with our savior, with mm-hmm. Jesus. Like that's, he's the, he's the one that saved us. He's the one that set his affection upon us. He's the one that laid down his life and suffered and died for us. Like, I love Jesus and I want to be with Jesus. And I think that ultimately is the longing of every Christian and should be mm-hmm. that if you're, if you're united to Christ by faith, then your longing needs to be one that is for Jesus, for the one to whom you're going to be united for eternity, for the one of whom you're, you're becoming more like day in and day out. And, and that to finish off the last point in my uh, talk from NatCon was, you know, it was the question of what are you holding on to? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you actually press on? What are you, what are you holding fast to? And at that first part of Philippians 3, it talks about gain, that Paul says, all of this other stuff that I once thought gain, I now count as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. And this idea that we would exchange everything else in this life, all of the all of the all of the things that we want in the here and now in order that we might gain Christ it's it's about gain what do, what do you consider gain and and so for me you know that idea of desertio domini you know has really stuck with me for you know now over 10 years just i long to be with my savior i want to be with my lord i desire to be with jesus um, I don't want to, I don't want to just live the good life here. I don't want to live my best life on social media. Like I, I want to live with eternity in view. I want to, I want to be with Jesus and, and, and that's, that's just, that's where I want to be. And that's what it all comes down to. That's such a great point to, to conclude with is what are, what are we living for? And that is answering that question so so fully. Um, and you're right, that changes everything. Like Jesus changes everything. Your perspective, the lens at which you're looking things at things through. Like if you're living with the end in mind, if you're living in light of eternity, that is going to determine your today. That's going to determine what you do over the next you know, whatever years of your life, it's going to determine what you do this week. It's going to determine what you do today. It's going to determine what you do in the next five minutes. If you are living and longing for that, that end goal. And so that, that's the takeaway. That's the challenge is, is know who it is you're living for, know what it Mm. is you're living for, go forth and do it. And we know that he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And 
And he is faithful to be with us in that journey. And sometimes I think we can lose sight of what's worth it. Um, and we read about, like Paul saying, you know, no, this is the surpassing thing. This is the ultimate goal. And so easily we get distracted by yep. little things. I think the world Absolutely. offers really good counterfeits for those things. <laughs> the, the world can offer, you know, as a temporary happiness instead of eternal joy and love and peace and hope. And and, and the world can offer these counterfeits, but that's exactly what they are. They are counterfeits for the real thing. And and that's where it comes with being intentional and holding fast and saying, I know what it is and who it is that I am holding on to. And that is what I'm living for. I'm forsaking all other things of this world that, that are not the goal. That's not the point in saying, I have chosen to fix my eyes on Jesus and watch what my God will do. And he is worthy of my life and living with eternity stamped upon our eyeballs, as it were. I think it was Jonathan Edwards who said that. Like, And that's where you get this idea, living in light of the end, living in light of the goal. And so that would be the challenge is just know who it is you're living for. And that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us um, for this season of the Teen Pack Podcast. We've got some more ideas for podcast uh, episodes and seasons coming your way. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you want to reach out to us um, anytime. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for joining us for the Teen Pack Podcast. One last time, I'm Quinn. And thank you so much for joining us. And this is J-Mac. Bye, guys. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Packed Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampack.com or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes. <laughs>